Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Hey, it's the Custard TV Podcast. Uh, the one place on the web to get all the latest TV news, reviews and previews directly from our mouths to your ear holes. Um, is it, I'm um, Luke is e- it? You say that every week, is it? I think so, unless okay. we go on tour and okay. you know knock on people's door and deliver Ooh, them the I like, TV I like the idea, the Custard TV Tour. The road I do show. like that, yeah. You remember like the radio the road road show. Day? Yeah. Um, yeah. So at the moment, until we do the roadshow, this is the only place to get TV news reviews and previews from and to your ear holes. I'm Luke, editor and runner of the website, that being thecustardtv.com. The newly holidayed Gary now back in the London area. I have a, an ear-related story for when oh, Matt's go on. done his... Ex- no, no, well, no, should I do it now or when Matt's introduced himself? Let Matt introduce himself. That's uh, yeah, because that's going to build the tension now. <laughs> Matt in the northern area, hello. Right, Hello, Gary, I'm go. <laughs> right. First, first of all, I need to say that when I went on holiday, I had no voice. After I left the podcast family mm. on the day before I went away, my yeah. voice went. So when I went on holiday, I had no voice. When I come back, uh, I've got virtually little hearing. Um, I'm wearing oh. headphones that are turned up to the max oh, God. Uh, so that I can hear everything. You have got so an ear infection got, or what? I've, I've only got one good ear. Sorry, Gary, what? What? Yeah, what are you okay. saying, Gary? Yeah, get them all out now. Yeah, next that's week that's... I've got to have my ears syringe. So next Thursday, oh. when we record this podcast, I'll hear everything. Like, can, we hear... can we do I'll it live? Can we do it live? Yeah, I'll be able to hear the, the knocking the of the woman that Luke's got in his, you know, in his kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Can you periscope? Periscope you having your ear syringe? Oh, I'd no, love thank that. you. No. Yeah, Ooh. I'm not In looking fact, forward to it the best of times. We but... don't know that the periscope isn't what they use to. No, no. it's a good point. Medical procedure. Luke, Gary, and Matt talking telly on the Custard TV podcast. Rupert Street, which was officially axed by BBC One last year and then brought back to life. No, axed the year before last and then brought back to life by Amazon Prime last year, is now going to be showing on the BBC. This month, we knew this, but we still don't know whether it'll be in the 9 pm prime drama slot or whether it will be. Yeah, there, there was no notification of time. The reason this was asked was twofold one, it, one, it was costing them too much money to make, and two, the ratings weren't that great. So, would you put series three on at 9 pm, knowing that the massive Ripper Street fans have probably already seen it on Amazon if they're that keen to see it? Well, that's the thing. I think, yeah, you, anybody that was a fan of the show probably went and got an Amazon 
Mm, I suppose if, if they put it on prime time, you know, as you say, the 9pm drama slot, it'll probably still do well, because as we said, some people keep their televisions tuned to BBC or ITV regardless of what they want. They just watch whatever's on. That's Matt's, that's oh. Matt's sentence. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it is, yeah. I was listening. Uh, BBC One have announced that Sophie Okonedo from All Good Things, basically, I love everything she's done. Mayday. Bar Mayday. And Adrian Lester <laughs> from Hustle will take the lead role in uh, Peter Moffat's new political thriller. In... So this is a six-parter, and uh, lead character is going to be played by Sophie Okonedo, and it's about <laughs> her becoming the first black director of public prosecutions and her husband Nick played by Hustle star Adrian Lester. reason I'm excited about this is it's Peter Moffat who you know let me down a bit with the village but he's going back into law and politics now and I think it's where he should be so we can't have silk I'm glad we got this it's uh it's coming l- yeah. in the spring of next year. Uh, I don't. I've not seen any official confirmation of this, but no. Chris Barry of Red Dwarf fame has been dropping hints that there's going to be either a new series or a Christmas special of the British Empire. Well, from what I've read, he's been dropping hints that there'll be both. I just think let let crappy sitcoms lie. Really, I mean, this was never a classic. 90s sitcom anyway really and it do we have cu- it was more cultish wasn't it than, yeah. than anything else it was a bit I, it went a bit weird I remember the British Empire yeah, well, well it wasn't well, there a dream that they ended with a dream yeah so uh, the last series was saying, all a bit surreal no. it's a shame that they have to keep drudging up these older things because it's a sign that we haven't got anything contemporary that people look forward to at Christmas so and of course Chris Barry because I'm contemporary uh, re- um, sort of reprised his role as as Mr. Britus in a comic relief video for yes. Little Mix. I remember oh, that. Yeah, of course. That, that was odd. Are they um, bringing back that other Chris Barry sitcom where he played the retired footballer? Does anyone remember that? Blimey, that's going back. You've a bit. lost me, crikey. Yeah, that was okay. like an early BBC Two thing, wasn't it? No, that was before. It was after. I'm sure it's after Britus. I'm going to find um, out what it was called now. You do, if people will be on tenterhooks. Um, Sky have actually announced a very impressive autumn lineup that will be on TV and all lined up this autumn. Some standouts include uh, You, Me and the Apocalypse, which stars Rob Lowe, Pauline Quirk and Matthew Bainton. Oh, God. It's just like, it's just like somebody's put a load of names in a hat and drawn them out, where, isn't where it, Where does really? Rob Lowe fit in with Pauline Quirk? That's a... That's, we a, will that's see. a cross-section, isn't it? That's a, that's, a, that's a Venn diagram I wasn't expecting. We shall see whether, you know, Paul, no word yet on Pauline Quirk's dog, but it's early, yeah. early days. Also, um, best-selling crime fiction writer Harlan Coben has joined forces with Danny Brocklehurst, who we last saw on the BBC with um, Ordinary Lies. He's, it's it's um, a thing called The Five, a brand new taut mystery about the consequences of a terrible childhood accident in a group of friends. This stars Lee Ingleby of George Gently, Sarah Soleimani of uh, Bad Education and him and her, and O.T. What's-His-Face, The Fag Interceptor Man. The Interceptor. Man. Oh. <laughs> Fag Bentley. We'll come on to that. Oh, I'm very, I'm very happy with this. <laughs> 
I, yeah. Begley, I'm very happy with this. Harlan Coben is another one of my favourite writers, along with Michael Canelli, who did the Bosch series. Harlan Coben's been doing fantastic uh, thrillers and crime books uh, for about the last five, ten years, and I'm, I'm happy that finally uh, some of his stuff is getting picked up on telly. I, I think it's good that Sky are seizing the opportunity when both BBC have had their knocks in the last few weeks. We know that ITV aren't are pushing out formulaic drama rather than new mm. drama. Well, formulaic Sky, TV. Yeah, exactly. So Sky is saying there's a gap, and this is how they can grow it, is putting things on. I mean, a lot of people are saying things like Yonderland, which is coming back very soon, um, mm. is something completely different. There aren't that type of show on television. This is interesting one. Lucky Man stars James Nesbitt as a down-on-his-luck murder squad officer whose fortune changes mysteriously. We're not going to get that until next year. But is, why um, it's interesting is, is because feature... it's the first first TV drama from Stan Lee in this country. So Yeah, that's true. And isn't Bizarre. he a bit poorly at the moment, Stan Lee? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen his medical yeah, he's probably just... Can I just say, the name of that Chris Barry sitcom was A Prince Among Men. There you go. Well done. Well Still done. Was, never he called, heard of it. was he called something like Keith Prince? Is that yeah, what it was? something like yeah. that. Ga- Gary, yeah. Was it Gary Prince? Oh, yeah. No, it can't have been. Gary Not a contemporary enough name. Gary Prince. If, if I was singing at the end of this uh, episode, I'd be singing Lucky Man uh, by... Oh. Uh, by the verb. You Just don't like need the to. They're Mad Fat Diary. Ah, <laughs> oh, well done. I didn't know that. Also, Craig Cash of the Royal Family and more recently The Cafe, he's got a new series called After Hours. It's a brand new comedy. stars Arlo Hanlon, John Thompson and Jamie, uh, Jamie Winston and it revolves around a community radio station. At Christmas, they've announced Fergus the Bogeyman uh, fungus, fungus the bogeyman, sorry. Fungus. Sorry, sorry. Uh, fungus is the Scottish uh, bogeyman. Ah, okay, cool. uh, he's familiar. He is uh, going to be played by um, Timothy Spall, and it's an amazing cast actually. Tim Spall, Victoria Wood, Keely Horse, Joanna Scanlon. Pretty amazing cast. So Sky might be the place we're talking about. All and of course, all so long. And Ross Kemp. Ross Kemp and oddly the Muppets, which you yeah. know well, the yeah, two that, may that, have that. a crossover. <laughs> Ross Kemp meets the Muppets. <laughs> Ross Kemp does Fraggle Rock. Love to see it. Gary, go west, yes. my son. Indeed. Well, for you West fans, here it is. Uh, bad news for fans of Hannibal. It does look as if Netflix and Amazon have passed on picking up the show now that it's been cancelled after its third year. Uh, still hope that maybe Hulu will, uh, but it's not looking good. And um, understandably, some of the actors have already started sniffing out new jobs. Uh, we learned recently that The Simpsons was going to get picked up for about four or five seasons. So has South Park been renewed for five seasons. When was that? I know, Matt, you're a South Park fan, aren't you? Yeah. You mentioned watching yeah. it recently when you Yeah, yeah, I've watched the most recent this, series, yeah. Is this good? Is, it, is South Park still I, good? I think I still like it, and I think it's still got sort of some of the topical references. Where it falls down now is that they used to do two bunches of seven, like one in the April, one in the September, but oh. now they just do one bunch of ten. So right. it seems like they're trying to fit in like a year's worth of references in ten episodes, and it doesn't always work. But it, like it this still podcast. makes me laugh. Yeah, Slightly. still makes me laugh. Good. Less like um, the podcast. Well, yeah, <laughs> less yeah, like the podcast. And uh, fans of Twin Peaks, I'm afraid you're going to have to wait another year now till 2017. A lot of the fact that 
this has been pushed back was all the stuff that we've covered in the recent months about whether the creator and the writer um, whose name I have forgotten Lynch David, David, it. David, David Lynch I think that is the officially the Alzheimer's setting in if you've forgotten the creator of Twin Peaks that's it we're booking the home it, well, next week I won't be able to remember Romash Ranganathan, you know. Oh, uh, oh done, and, done um, for this week. Cross it off your list, folks. <laughs> <laughs> all you got to do is get Deja Vu in, uh, Matt, and you're all right. And lastly, in good news, because we don't get a lot of that all the time, I know we get the old cancellation, is that it appears that Harry Shearer, who does the voices for a lot of uh, very good uh, Simpsons characters, has agreed to come back on for the next two series. And in my own personal tribute, I just say the word, Excellent. I just think if he ever leaves again, people are not going to give a toss, are they? Yeah. Um, now, uh, there aren't many reviews. I'll yeah. be very quick. Uh, this week on Sky On Demand, they released all of Series 4 of Veep. Um, it starts on um, the uh, Sky Atlantic channel. We've got that in the previews coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're a big Veep fan and you don't want to have anything ruined, fast forward about two minutes whilst Luke and I tell you how glorious this season is and how we're going to miss it now that this looks like the last series now that Armando Iannucci no, is... No, 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 no. Is it not we've the last a, series? We've got a fifth coming. Oh, thank There's goodness for that. a fifth coming, yeah. Got a fifth coming. Uh, this yeah. series uh, centres around the fact that... Um, Julia uh, Louis-Dreyfus' character is the president, not the VP as the song yeah. title, but she's only there because the president had to resign, she's <laughs> having to go through re-election, and this series covers the kind of presidential campaign of her, uh, so you get like debates, you get like campaigning, lots of wonderfully awkward, horrible situations, um, I mean if you're a fan of the thick of it, it's, it's a less sweary it's still quite sweary, Only though. just. Only, only just, just I think, swearing. yeah. Um, there's a lot of touching in this series, isn't there, Luke? A lot, no, of, t- t- yes. lot, lot of touching yeah. moments. Inappropriate uh, touching. development, then. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and an excellent cameo from Hugh Laurie. I think he stole the series. Well, wow. he's not really a cameo. I mean, he's in the second well, yeah, half of the series I mean, he doesn't come into that episode five, so... But, I mean... But it, absolutely I mean, steals it. I think the the previous series, series three, was my favourite of of right. Veep because without saying, without giving anything away about this full series, there are some big changes to the dynamic yeah. of the team, and so I liked it when the whole team were together, which is probably given a lot of way anyway. But it is consistently good and consistently mm. funny and consistently cringeworthy. There is an is. Episode nine, I want to say, is the one oh, that yeah. sort of strips away all the. Give weakness. a little bit about episode nine, because I think you could do that without giving well, away too much. Well, yeah, it's long. it's sort of it's. I don't know whether the the UK will be familiar with C-SPAN, but it's a channel in the states where you can basically watch people in the government be. It's like Houses of Parliament, but it's it, people very much being like just... if you watched a lot of the. Um, uh, News of the World hacking mm. scandal thing. Yeah. Didn't you? If you watched that, that, it was very much like that. So, so the whole episode is is them being interrogated by these uh, these judges and people trying to get to the bottom of what they've done in her time as president. It's re- it's just really well done, consistently funny for me, better than the thick of it because I think yeah, the thick of it took its took itself seriously and while Veep lives in the real world it's a, it's a nicely skewed real world as well and, uh, Tony and I Hale think as well American politics lends itself to 
ridicule more than British politics. I know there's a, oh, those of you know. out there go, well, you know, you should go and be an MP. But I just think that it lends itself more to uh, to, to, to sort of ridicule because it is just so crazy. The whole premise of the season and the ending of the season is just an example of how stupid it all is. Uh, just some more uh, breaking US news, if ooh, I may ooh, well do, ooh. that has just excited <laughs> my little body. You may know her from the Americans as Philip and Elizabeth's handler, for lack of a better Margot phrase. Margot Margot Martindale will appear as a regular guest star in the upcoming new series of The Good Wife. Ooh, yeah. So, so there you go. That's that. That's a big name for The Good Wife, uh, and I love yeah. her in the Americans. Um, so um, it doesn't say who she's playing, but we shall see. They need to fill Archie they, Punjabi's yeah, maybe gap. Maybe she's the new private investigator. Too. Yeah, and I, I, I <laughs> loved her so much. Loved her so much in yeah, the American. So the fact she's, she's joining other things as well, which which aren't coming to mind right which now. Which aren't yeah, but the Good Wife she's joining, and series seven of that is going to be filming in the well, it is filming in the states right now. Did you have the worst holiday in the world, or have you been told you've got a hundred years extra to live, Gary? Why? <laughs> Why did you watch The Interceptor and George Scott? Well, because I hadn't watched them. So That's a good place to be. That's a good well, place to be. Alright, look, I'll give you an opinion on both. I think you may have missed something to do with the interceptor. Oh! Hold on. The premise, I think, is, is good. It... I will agree that the main lead character is unconvincing. Uh... The premise is very much wire-like in the sense that this is no, a group of not. people coming together. Mm. It is. They're intercepting information <sighs> to gather together. Okay. This is very much like the, the it first It is very much of... like the wire, apart from the acting's rubbish. <laughs> the writing's yeah, no, rubbish. I didn't say anything about the acting. <laughs> what about the writing, then? No, I didn't think the writing was that oh, bad. Oh, come on. I think you were overly <laughs> critical because you both <laughs> hated the acting. Bit. There was no that bit way. where he went... Oh, his name's Xavier. We don't know why. <laughs> I'm, like, it. I'm not saying it was perfect. I am defending the fact that the idea was good. I have yet to see the second episode, so I don't Nobody know has. <laughs> Nobody like, has seen yeah, the second episode. I think they should skip towards like what happened in series four or five of the Wire, where everyone gets shot and after. Yeah, oh do that. Yeah, yeah and well, give all I, the I'm audience compar- a gun. Don't get me wrong. I am not comparing it to the Wire. You in just any did. Way. No, you did. I'm not comparing <laughs> how good it is. What I'm saying to you is the premise was good. only in terms <sighs> of that you could say that about by any means because that was about <laughs> a group of people working together. Yeah, to but there was nothing specific that linked it to the Wire. That was generic. Oh, there was just thing. God's sake. I, all I'm saying, George Scott, I think was solid. Um, I, I, I actually liked it. And again, I think I don't really think you guys really gave this much time. I, I just think we we thought the girl with roots growing out of it. <laughs> what the hell? I, For the some reason, we found that odd. Is weird. I mean, I've watched about five or six. What I'm really annoyed about is I don't have ITV Encore, and I can't watch the rest of the series until it's out on box set. Because... But by the way, if you if you just tuned in for a podcast and you think you'd like to take Gary's place, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the podcast, All get I'm in touch. Was, George Scott, now. 
you think like, like, like I just like they do with underperforming schools, Luke. I think we should <laughs> carry on special measures. Yeah, he is now. This is now off You two are like podcast bullies, aren't you? Matt, Matt like, and I are off and boot. you've fallen way below. <laughs> I'm good, uh, and Luke is obviously outstanding because he runs the website. <laughs> you never go on holiday again. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I have never used this phrase either on the podcast or in life, but humans. Watch good. I watched humans. But humans, episode four, WTF? Uh, what particularly that, was that? TF the about final, it? the final scene. Um, if you don't remember the final, final scene, scene. I can't remember the final it. scene. The policewoman basically takes out a massive oh. plastic bag from her mouth. Oh no 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 no! I, my my uncle, giving credit, called that at the beginning of the episode that she was a robot. But what's the big credit, plastic bag at about? At the beginning of the episode, he said she's a robot. What about and the I big reckon, plastic bag? I reckon if you go back and watch, you can find similarities between her movements and the other robots. We've it's not great. seen old, the big plastic old, bags like, in the other one. I'll tell you what I liked about this episode was the sort of feeling you got of things coming together, like, you know, the Colin Morgan character interacting mm. with... William Hurt and and the and, and the daughter yeah yeah and, and finding out more about him that he was the son of the guy who sort of invented the synths and that he was almost sort of like half synth himself he was it's almost sort of... Pinocchio yeah wasn't he, really it was like the first the first attempt um somebody that I read a review of um called humans as a series thus far incredibly slow. Does anyone agree with that? No. I wouldn't. I I really think it moves. I along think a, yeah. I think place. it moves along at a sort of you know in they they have to yeah. what is what I would say. What are they saying? It's slow in comparison to. They don't. I, I what I would say is that it's methodical. It's not. It's not mm. like sort of going at a breakneck speed. But it's not. Yeah, I'm not there. Sort of counting the hours down. It, it moves quite quickly no. for me. And I think, for example, something what I like about it is it doesn't go. We'll introduce this and then we'll do it in the next scene. Like, for example, the thing that the dad of the main family, the the 18 plus thing, that he he sort of pulled that out in at one, but yeah. he didn't mm. use that until this episode. No, I'd have used it continually from about episode I, one to four. I have to say that that <laughs> but, whole part was just a little bit on the uncomfortable side, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's what I, I like about humans. But it's the not, big not plastic bag, no, it was good. But it was uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, but that's why they wanted it. I really am still enjoying humans, and we're halfway through now, and it's showing no signs of of. Uh, I, of I must admit, down. yeah, I, I I do enjoy it. Um, and presumably humans will return, will pop up at the end, and really annoy me. But for the time being, I I think it's a brilliant show. Black work came to an end. Yeah, may as well gloss over it. <laughs> uh, no, come on, because we we sort of chatted about this a little bit. I don't think. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. 
Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. Black work was a bad show, but I think what we said about at one, that it was it was motoring through, was correct throughout the the mm. the series. I mean, this this last episode, she sort of went to, to suspect everyone individually of being a bit dodgy, of being in on the because we know obviously there was someone in on the. Oh, act, cool! You, you knew know. that from the from the but start. You didn't basically. You, really? This because ep- you could have spaced that out, but this episode, mm. it went from the the guy from uh, who was in uh, Gavin and Stacey, then mm-hmm. the guy, then um, the what Geraldine James's character, then yep. the guy she was having a thing with Matthew yep. McNulty, and then finally the the guy who what it was, all in the space yeah. of forty five minutes. If Gary goes to the loo now, which we hope he will, because he's oh, been holding it in for a while. Yeah, puts I... his put puts his headphones down on his desk and goes to the loo. He will not be able to hear what we're saying through those headphones if they're on the desk and he's in a different room. Nor would he have a swimming gala where all his workmates would come and yeah, and yeah. cheer him on. Yeah, it, it it was just so it just felt so sloppy and lazy. Apart and... from the the Ace Batty, who was who they obviously left. Well, yeah. Convenient that they had a new character who, who didn't have any ties to any of the other characters. Very convenient. Yeah. It was it was the whole thing just reeked of convenience, didn't it? And yeah, not, I, I, not, I I I can't plot. say that I was never you know I can't say that my attention waned though. At the same time, I can't say that I tuned out of it compared to a lot of ITV crime dramas this year that we've sort of you know fallen out with after one or two episodes. I think this was strong mainly because of Sheridan Smith. I'll have to say. Yeah, if a lesser actress uh, was in the lead role, I've said this before, with certain things, I think if they'd put this on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it would have been a night... There you go. There you go, yeah. I don't know if I'd have got through episode one. (laughs) Sally Lindsay was in it. (laughs) You thought of that way too quickly. Uh, If they'd have stripped that over one to over three nights, I think it would have had... It it would have maintained the intrigue. Definitely needed yeah. an extra episode, I think. Because every week I kept forgetting. Every week well, I kept forgetting I, I who this, was who. You know, with my folks, and at the end we were saying, someone said, "Did we ever see the husband?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. right at the start." And that right scene start. where they were rowing, and as we said, yeah. we said at the first episode, if you'd seen them together a little bit more, you'd understand you her pain. A little yeah. bit more, yeah. And I, yeah. De- I definitely think we're getting an announcement of a second series because well, it's done I, with I, I hope not. No, but it's done. Luke, this is now. You know, it's a thing, isn't it? That it's done really well in the ratings. We're going to bring it back, and I don't think they there was a concrete ending as such. You know, there was the suggestion that she was going to be made a detective. It did really well for ITV in that slot, didn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I personally think it's going to come back. It ended with five point one million on ITV. So well, we I shall would. see. Uh, but we're going to talk now about something that definitely isn't coming back. No. Matter of fact, diary. We haven't been overly enamoured by this this last two episodes that have led up to it, and I think that 
think the Faye Marseille character was a mistake for, for the, the Faye Marseille character, as it turned out, didn't need to exist. No. As it turned out. There was a really sort of snotty girl at the college. Could they not have brought her back? Yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah. they could have easily. Yeah, yeah I, I don't um, know why this character needed to exist. Everything up to when you sort of thought she'd had taken that overdose and then she hadn't. Everything from there on. I, I thought think, this was going to be the bleakest final yeah, yeah. series ever. I was like, one. oh no, oh no. <laughs> That's, yeah. It was. A, it felt a bit like that scene in the affair where you thought the the sun had hung hung himself. Yeah. Everything from there on, where she realised, you know, I can had get a bit of an this. epiphany, didn't she? Yeah, really? and I think that everything from there there on in, there you go, was brilliant. You know, the Leavers Bull stuff, the stuff. With I, her I would disagree only because of the fat boy slim. The music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, but the the general gist of the whole the atmosphere. Yeah. I love the stuff. Anything with Ian Hart, I thought was absolutely brilliant. I thought the scenes between Sharon Rooney and Ian Hart and Sharon Rooney and Claire Rushbrook, I think, are the yeah. series. I think those two relationships. A bit racy. Racy. Yeah. Well, racy. As in racy. Oh, okay. Perfect. That's the look I normally go for. <sighs> Oh. Hey. Oh, good. You know what The Leavers Ball wasn't exactly top of my to-do list, especially without Finn. Any good? But I had to show Mum I was on the mend. I loved the final moments where you sort of saw everybody... Yeah from the previous series on the train yeah. with her as she headed up to uni yeah. or down to uni or I love the little bits uni. like where Izzy got the Stanford tattoo I thought that was a nice little yeah. moment um, and it, it did still have the humour in it that, that mm-hmm. drew us to it mm-hmm. um, but it was just less lessened uh, in I this I think if you'd series. stuck with the series I think you got a conclusion that you would be happy with I think I, I feel like Certain members that go, we said about Nico Michelegro, who's yeah. thin, it's, it was very but I underused. Think if, you, if you looked, if you look back at the all the series, I don't think he's ever had a sort of fully rounded character. No. You know, thinking about it, he has been like the plot device for you know, he is this sort of at the end of the day, he's sort of this not dim witted, but he's quite slow on the uptake. Mm. He's you know, he he's not always sort of sensitive to the fact that Ray's got these problems. If anything you could say bad about the series, it might be that his character's been underwritten, but there's so many sort of richly layered characters throughout it that I think, uh, I, you know, I really enjoyed it. And I think you can't say that it was a bad... I think it was the fitting way to end. I think it was good that, you know, Ray realised that Finn, you know, wasn't the be-all be and end-all for her as well. I think that was a nice little touch, that she decided she could stand on her own two feet. I just think, yeah, I think the Faye Marseille character was a bit of a, a misstep. But apart from that, I think overall... I did, I did, love, the, did love the scene with the car, though. I, even though I knew it was coming, I did enjoy I did Oh, yeah, enjoy yeah, it. yeah. With the, yeah. I did no, enjoy that. I, I think, yeah, overall, I think if you stuck with the series throughout, I don't think you'd be disappointed with the way it ended. Yeah. So we'll end with Child Genius, which me and Luke have both been watching. We've watched the first two episodes of this. You, I'm surprised a... you kept up with it, Matt, because often... To be, to be honest, there's yeah. not a lot else on Tuesday nights. No, well, there isn't, to be fair, yeah. no. 
but it, it it is. I mean, I cut it out of the previous podcast because we didn't, or well, I certainly didn't do a very good job of setting up what it was because I'd done that normal thing of presuming everybody else had seen it. Okay. And, so, and do you not. want to set it up then? I'll let you set it up because okay. if you mess it up, I'll leave it in the podcast. Okay. So this is uh, the third series. This is the first one that I've watched. Luke's watched all three. It's about um, is it initially twenty children? I think is that right? Yeah, but four leave at the end of four, each day. Four, yeah, we'll get on to that. I get voted out. Um, yeah. Basically, it's uh, children are. Do they just enter randomly, or do we know? Do they? The parents them? enter them, or they can enter them, but, but they, they have to have be of a like, certain I, I, I'm IQ. Always wonder, I one of my questions that I wondered about going into this. Basically, twenty children entered into sort of the brightest child in the country. Uh, it's a competition run by Mensa. It's over a week, and each episode focuses on a certain day where there are two challenges. And at the end of the two challenges, four children go home each day. And if you didn't know that four children go home each day, Celia Imry, who does the narration, will tell you over and over again that at the end of the day, four children go home. So, so. It, even, even if I wasn't very good at the maths section of it, I think I could do 16 minus 4 because 4 go home at the end of each day. I mean, there's, for example, that one who did his math GCSE at 8 and is now doing his yeah. maths A level 12. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't look I, like he's ever seen any sunlight ever. My favourite bit of that was the fact that his stepbrother's in yeah. the same class and his stepbrother <laughs> couldn't even add up how many years were between he did them. He's in maths class and he's like, yeah, I'm 18, I'm 17 yeah, he, and he's... Uh, five years, five years. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that was a lot of these children as well seem to. I, I mean, he to me is one of the exceptions of children who yeah. actually want to do it and haven't been sort of yeah. pushed into it by their parents. The other one, and I know you brought her up earlier on that girl who sort of it's like so... got a breakdown, broke down crying in the yeah. first thing and and scraped yeah. through, but then in the second episode has yeah. really sort of come through now and has sort of she, aced she, the math, didn't she? Do you know who she reminds she's me of? Sheldon Cooper, basically. Who does she do remind you know me of? She, she reminds me of uh, uh, Nurse Jackie's oldest daughter. She just yeah. always looks... She you watch always Nurse looks Jackie now? I'm obsessed with Nurse Jackie, my friend. <laughs> so she reminds me of Grace uh, yeah, from Nurse yeah. Jackie because yeah. she's always miserable. But it is, it's strange how watching kids you don't know... Yeah, do kids maths. you don't know name... Motorways yeah. and is incredibly time zones. Com- is incredibly compelling. Um, have you got some I questions want... from it? Because you were going I have. To I've got. Questions. I've got some questions off the uh, series from last oh. year uh, that I was going to ask Gary. So Gary, you can use a pen and paper because they were on Child Genius in, in a section. Only for the first two minutes though, and then they mm. had to use the mind. So yeah, but <laughs> Gary will always have to use pen and paper. Uh, what number should appear next in this sequence? Is the question. And the sequence oh, is oh, this. Hang on. Okay, do it on the computer. Do it yeah, on I'll a document. Do it, I don't care. Give me okay. a second, will you? <laughs> <laughs> they don't do this in charge you. <laughs> I'm sorry, girl. You were out. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. Okay, you ready? Here we uh, go. So no, the no, question no. is, what number should appear next in the sequence? And this is the sequence. Two... 16, 14, 30, 62, 126. What number comes next? 16. No, 2, 6, 14, 30, 
July, sorry, 2, 6, 14, 30, 62, 126. And while he's doing that, we'll continue. Read You'll have been out, right? Do, I'll do it one like more time. 720 seven hundred and twenty something. Two six fourteen thirty. No, no, I'm 62, just trying to work it out. One two six. What's the next one? Come on, Luke. We'll be able to. Okay. Uh, um, seven, it's seven twenty eight or something, isn't it? Well, it's not because I've got three options, and they don't go above two hundred and sixty. Oh, so. Go on then. Yeah. What are the options? Uh, one five four two five four two five six or two sixty. I'd go for two five six. It's two, a five, binary six, number. Yeah. Okay, and I'll give you I'll give you one final question. No, I can't do that one annoyingly because that's a pet shop has eight hamsters, eighteen rabbits, seven guinea pigs. How many dogs does it have? This is a genuine question. A pet shop has eight hamsters, eighteen rabbits, and seven guinea pigs. How many dogs does it have? One. Very I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the question, genuinely. I don't understand it. You don't it. tend to get dogs in a pet shop, do you? They tend to come Three. somewhere else. Three's not an option, but four no. is. Four. <laughs> this is what we'll Where's do every week Where's the logic in that? I what don't know. What is the answer? I don't know. It doesn't tell me until I get to the oh, end. Anyway. Come on, um, come on okay, Luke. So what are the I don't answers? Let's do the previews. Uh, Sunday at 8.15 sees the welcome return of, well, maybe not, depending on how you feel, but I think it's the welcome return of Dragon's Den. Um, You may like to read my piece on the site of my recent visit to the Manchester studios where Dragon's Den is filmed. It's uh, it's the first time in the show's 10-year history that three of the five dragons in the den are completely brand new. Yeah, OK, um, 9 o'clock, same night. Uh, the uh, long-awaited uh, pr- uh, start of Agent Carter on Fox at 9 o'clock. Uh, if you want to like to go back and read my article uh, of when I interviewed one of the stars, Hayley Atwell, at an ABC screening uh, recently, she picking up the role that was um, in the first uh, Captain, or the second Captain America movie uh, of one. Agent Carter. Was it in the first one? Sorry, yeah. my mistake. Uh, the sort of 50s version of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, uh, the first series is very, very good from what I've heard. And there's already talk of a second series, which is really uh, good. And something I haven't written an article about, unlike you two, but The Outcast, which is a new... Uh, we don't get a lot of these, but costume drama for a Sunday. Oh, it's not, is it? Um, I think so. I think it's set in the past, isn't it? Coming-of-age drama. Uh, two parts. First one, 9pm on uh, Sunday on BBC One. And also, uh, against it on ITV, we've got Joanna Lumley jetting off to somewhere trans-siberian adventure i think he says joanna lumley getting off to something yeah basically this is another itv uh train based thing after yeah. have they got one of those train through where, africa have they got one of those like uh lottery machines and out of the ball ball number one is 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 star ball number two yeah. location is ball mode, of three, transport. mode of transport yeah. i don't know so if seen, very soon uh... christopher begins australia on a pogo yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. <laughs> <We're> not... <laughs> i do like, like pogoing down under with chris biggins i think that could <laughs> that could there's a certain, there's 
if, certain thing about that. Hey, wait, uh, not, wait till we get to Edinburgh and you can uh, pitch it to Peter Finch. Pitch that to Peter Can I just say, going back to the Child Genius quiz, we got a lot of them right. And bizarrely, the ones we got right were the ones I didn't even read the question to and just picked randomly. But the question was, a pet shop has eight hamsters, 18 rabbits, seven guinea pigs, how many dogs does it have? Uh, Matt said four. He's absolutely correct. Why yeah, he's correct? So oh, no, that's the joke. Why he's correct, <laughs> I don't know, but it is four. Um, something I did write an article about last year or the year before was Yonderland, uh, which is back on Sky One at uh, eight p.m. on Monday. Uh, you know, puppets and the horrible histories gang and, and Nick the Stick, Monty Python-esque humour. Um, 9 o'clock on ITV because apparently they didn't know that the Met was on Monday night it's on the BBC they've got a um, three part documentary called Rookies about uh, 24 ordinary people joining the police I'm, I'm a little police documentary out at the moment so yeah I give I, this the one timing on this one is not good yeah uh, no. at 9 o'clock on BBC 3 uh, Teenage Millionaires the year I won the lottery so this is cameras following around 17 year old Jane Park as one of the youngest ever lottery winners at uh, 10 o'clock that night you can watch if you haven't already seen it on amazon you can watch the first uk tv showing of black sales this is a, a pirate drama made by michael bay and if you're a fan of his films you can tell he made it hair is te- on oh god <laughs> i thought matt was having a breakdown then hair is on. Hair. with uh, this is one Catherine. of the latest uh, program to migrate from bbc3 to uh, one of the main channels it's bbc2 uh, taking over the reins from uh, Jobsworth, uh, Steve Jones is, uh, <laughs> is Jobsworth, Catherine Ryan. Yeah, is is uh, token female comedy panel show regular Catherine Ryan, uh, who seems like a weird choice. Just like as Gary oh, said, it's another of those so sort of tom bowlers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pogoing down under. I, I'm assuming Christmas. Emma Willis was busy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday, Hive Minds is a brand new uh, quiz show hosted by Fiona Bruce. On uh, BBC Only connects back next week as well, isn't it? And yeah. it is as well, yeah. yeah and I Great know, Ormond I mean, Street Hive is back on BBC. basically only connects again. And Great Ormond Street is also back for a three-part documentary series uh, on uh, BBC Two. Wednesday, uh, Ray Donovan returns for the third series on Sky Atlantic. Never uh, got it. On Channel Four, it's uh, Escape from ISIS, which for me is a really bad idea for a game show. Uh, but, no, uh, I think that's apparently... better than that's better than Prized Apart. That's what Emma yeah. Willis should be hosting. Maybe that'll like, be the new Crystal Maze experience. <laughs> or as somebody, somebody recently said on a comedy show, the Eurozone, the worst of the Crystal Maze. Areas. Yeah. <coughs> People uh-huh. do nothing on BBC. You see three. I don't know if that's just actually what they're doing because of the reason they're going online. Yeah, it was uh, Veep closing. that we've talked about. Veep that we've talked about is brilliant. Uh, the first episode, ten past ten. At ten forty, ITV is continuing its autism series with girls with autism. What were the other shows in the autism series? The autistic gardener that was on last night. That's on Channel Aha! Four at eight o'clock. That's on Channel Four. Completely different. No, it wasn't. It was ITV, was it? <laughs> no. Damn. I thought that was the you... syndicate, isn't it? You've given me a load of editing to do. Wasn't that Lenny Henry? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that Sir is Lenny your... Henry. That is your podcast. Just briefly, I was going to mention the Sharknado trailer. I don't know if Gary's seen it. The, uh... I haven't seen Sharknado 2 yet. So... But Sharknado 3 is subtitled, Luke. Sharknado 3? Oh, hell no! <laughs> I know how this is going to sound, but I can sense these storms now. These sharks, they have a scent. It's not a pretty one. 
Sharknados have now been reported all up and down the East Coast. They're everywhere. Is this going to be the big one? Is this going to be one we can't contain? Emerging Sharknados? Shark again. Oh, hell no! Millions of people are going to die. So you really are saving the world. You don't know how to stop being a hero. This isn't about being a hero. This is about us. This is about our family. What do we do now? We fight. And one by one, I beat you down. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Bit by bit, I ain't messing around. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Cause I got it up to here. Now I'm ready to make it clear. God bless America. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash the Custard TV. Give us a like uh, if you would wish to. At Luke Custard TV for me on Twitter. At the Gary Show for Gary and at Matt's TV Bites for Matt. And visit the website, uh, thecustardtv.com, to get all the latest TV news and stuff. And you can download this directly to your MP3 player of choice by subscribing on iTunes and giving us one of those five-star reviews that we're always hankering for. Now, I don't know whether Gary listened to the whole podcast last week, but Matt and I decided we're not a fan of the accent hour. No. We're really we not. Need a, we need a better idea, though. From yeah. next week onwards, yeah. But let's I'll have a limerick. Well. Let's have a limerick for this week. Um, well, was a young man from Phil Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a haiku. Go on then. Brevity is wit. Poetry is most sublime. Together, better. Bye. You, you don't get any of that on the interceptor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There's nothing highbrow about that at all. Bye. Oh hell no! Oh hell no! Bit by bit, I ain't messing around. Oh hell no! Oh hell no! Cause I had it up to here. Now I'm ready to make it clear. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.